I pick a rose from your garden and plant it in my heart so I can abide in this fragrance of yours even when we are apart. It's something I've been trying to kind of convey more and more because I still feel some people feel very, very present because I feel like they're really here inside the heart and others I still feel like they're still kind of on the edge. I don't know how that way is. But to have that kind of awareness that, that comes when you naturally care about something is not an effort at all. You really care about something. It's not just not an effort. It's not a task. It's not a job. It's just something that you can tune into. And I feel like when I, when I say here, because there are still people who feel like, you know, this is my place. I don't really care to have a place. I don't have this kind of such a strong feeling for mine. I feel that we we're here today. It was funny because we were making. We just been making a chair. This this bench down in the workshop. And um, we made this bench, and at the end, just for fun, I said, let, let, let's sign it. So I started to sign it and put everybody who was there name on it. Because everyone participated somehow in it. Even at one point, we had a very s- s- strong thing at the back of the bench. I wanted to, to change that, to make a shape of it. And uh, Krishna Bhai couldn't change the blade. Or we couldn't, we couldn't do it. He said, oh no, who knows how to do this? And suddenly Tia Mir just shows up. Tia Mir, the other chair, oh yeah. Boom, change it, the job is done. Everything that we're doing, somebody comes in. And when you see it like that, then it's very pleasant, in fact. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the feeling I did, or I did. I is all of us that were doing it. And it's my whole life has been like that. It's been an every, it's been an everybody life. I don't think anyone realizes that your life could not be by itself. A whole flow of energies are coming to participate, but because of the sense of you and me, sometimes we don't really see and appreciate that. Like I gave the example. There is not a wave that can be a wave by itself. Each movement, each wave has the total ocean behind it. And each person, so to speak, is the only consciousness of the full. When you have the eyes to see it, because everything connects with you without even being conscious about it. Our lives are. Interwoven with thousands of people without you knowing it. And I feel that it's a lack of insight, and because we are so sometimes living in the spacesuit of our own egos, you don't, you're not like we're not really conversant with life in the broadness that our spirit really is like that. I give the example of this place, like we're here. And even if you're here for three weeks, sometimes I say, if you came in two days ago, you're going to be a host to the person coming today. I don't think that's so much, you know, it's like, you, you, there's something in that, 
that I find that human beings are very slow to learn. Even the insects demonstrate more unity, more cooperation than us, simply because of this strong notion of identity, ego, and individuality and autonomy and so on. It's a high price for consciousness to pay in order to have the sense of this exclusive life, which I find is very, very lacking. You know? And so I feel that the people living here should take that opportunity. Like everything in this life and in Mantisahaja is here to contribute to our own evolution, our own awakening. Everything is if you have the mind for it. If you don't have the mind for it, you miss everything. You just your life has just been one great missing. You're missing the the obvious, missing the truth, missing the most simple, missing the most pure, missing the holy missing love, missing unity, and all to in defence of this sense of this me. I find that very, very shallow way. So everything is an exercise. When I see people come here, just also we have a wave of people actually coming coming in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Then to take care of them, to welcome them, just like you see me doing. I don't see I don't want to I don't want to respect anybody's individuality anywhere. Like this is me and my life. I say, okay, go live somewhere else. Go live it. I don't feel that it's big enough. Actually, and uh, if only we could take out this I, me, my, mine out of the mind. It would be something very beautiful. So I'm wanting to say, because all of you are here, and you know, don't just do what you can. Just do your best in everything. The funny thing is, when you do your best from your heart, everything becomes easy. When you do things from your mind, everything's a struggle. You start to, oh, I don't know about this, I don't feel it anymore. You have so many things have to be right before you can be right. You say, How can I do something for my heart? This is your satsang. To meet the people like they are your relatives. This is how it's been for me all my life, actually. I didn't know why. All my life, but particularly this part of my life, the last fifteen, seventeen years, has been that more than that. In fact. When you can see the the world as your family or as your enemy, how could you choose to see? Everyone as opposites, you know. When it's it's easy to just have the attitude, not to go around and call someone or go and hug someone, but to have this inner attitude. My God, we just we're just missing so much. Even our teenage years, the best teenage years, is that spent in the Holy Spirit. Stop. It's not that. It's not that. It's not that. It never was that. The best childhood is the childhood spent 
being educated in the spirit. The best adult life is one growing, evolving inside the spirit of consciousness. The greatest old age is to have someone growing up into the spirit of God. I don't see any period, any age in the human span that you can say, yeah, that one should be, you know, just to go out and enjoy first and then come to. Like even in India, they have a thing where, you know, this is your life, you grow your family, this is you, then you do your job, then you do everything, and then you go to Varanasi and spend the rest of your life finding God before you die. I don't believe in every part of a person's life, from childhood right down to the last breath, is best lived, aware of God, aware of truth. I don't see any life that can compare with that. I've not seen it yet. I don't see any person's life. I'm not going looking anyway. I don't have any confidence enough or interest to look. But just along the way, I've not seen any life being lived outside of the consciousness of being that I can say, well, wow, that's been good. I don't see anything. But we are so much caught up in so many concepts which are just ill-conceived and burn this beautiful energy, this beautiful life force in service to delusions. The funny thing is, in a way, with this egoic identity, I was walking today, I was looking, you know, and I was walking along the top, walking around, and I see that weeds, just nobody plants them. They grow, they are so prolific that even in the desert, they come up. I look on the road, we are run over by trucks every day, and I see weeds coming up. But a good plant, you have to plant it, you have to look after it, you have to shelter it, you have to make sure that it's got enough nutrients, everything like that. It reminds me a little bit, just I was reflecting that it's like our ego. Bad habits flourish very easy. Good habits you have to cultivate on this planet. I don't know about other planets, but on this planet, it's very easy to go with negative attitudes and habits and selfishness and so on. It seems like the scale is not balanced. It's like it starts off, it looks like that. And then I realize it only is like that because we start off with a handicap handicap by identifying as body mind and ego. And everything is just like you you're just swimming in sludge. For me it's like that. And the sludge life can seem easy uh, because it's what we are accustomed to. But just this morning, I just walking. Oh my God, look at this. You know, yeah. the things which are weeds, nobody plant a weed, and they are the most prolific. You leave your garden unattended for two weeks, the weeds are in. <laughs> you know? You don't just see an apple tree springs up out of nowhere. <laughs> you, know? you know, a lovely, you know, rose out of nowhere. It's always a weed. Uninvited, they come. Bring their friends like that, and it seems like somehow on this level where the world is perceived from the from the level of personalities, 
is just a struggle. Like human beings have to live by laws and by force and so on. That uh, if someone doesn't hit, knock you down on the road, it's not because they have a value for your life. It's just because they have a value for theirs. If they hit you down, I might sort of go to jail. It's not out of love. We're not like we're not living from love. <laughs> you know. Would I like to change that? I don't know what I want. My life cannot help um, that. But I have no ambitions in it because you know what? All of this is the work of consciousness. All of it is the work of thought. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Yes, I'm here. Like this. And no, I'm not so invested in this, because I don't think there's an end to this, mm. except by knowing yourself. I don't see that there's an end to it, apart from knowing yourself. A merry-go-round, not so very merry either. see the good emerging. But very often you realize that good is mostly in potential. Like it's not really being um, like given a chance or something. And yet that I don't want to call it treasure. I don't want to call it treasure. That priceless thing is always here untouched. If that was not here, then my God, it would be a horrible world. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the fact that the perfect is our own self and source, if it wasn't for this, I would, mm-hmm. I would not want to be in this place at all. This is why I say the human thing by itself doesn't work. It has never worked. It's always been a struggle. It's always been an effort. <clears throat> it's always been, you know, a coping. And always that's why we dream so much. We have dreams, dreams. We're dreaming to get out of our dream or out of our nightmares. And yet something is here that is totally divine, totally mm-hmm. pure. It, it is the starting point, the ending point. But my feeling is the the whole opportunity of life is to is just to recognize this but also the opportunity to put your energy into a lot of things a lot of things but to recognize this thing what is my teaching This is my teaching. Yeah, myself, my pointing, my life. Because out of that, the first seed comes. But that is not a seed. And the seed, the seed is the beingness itself. From the from the seed, everything comes.
We can all be here, but we can't keep here. We can all be here in this this grand play, but nothing of it you can keep. You can only find out yourself. God doesn't own anything. God does not own a single thing. God is everything. You have to find the truth so purely that you don't have to reminisce. You don't have to, you don't need good memories. When you are timeless, you don't need good memories. Because everything is in you. Don't tell those old tired stories. Because the one who sees, who understands, is always fresh. Just fresh. Why? Because you're empty. You're not the owner of anything. You're not the keeper of things. I will not tell a human being they're not free. I just can't get myself to say that. <clears throat> but I can say what makes us feel we are bound. Mm. And the cost of that. There have been times in the human history where what I would call golden age, golden ages of human beings, when, when not everywhere in the world, but in pockets where the truth was the most sacred thing. that you would have uh, uh, the company of the sages, not just of a sage. But I don't feel that that time has passed. Mm. I feel it is our, our turn also. Why should we be lesser than they?
I mean, are we, are we cursed in some way? I don't think so. I don't know what, what it takes, but I know that uh, I don't have to do any research on that. And just energetically, when you're in that, when you're in that space, uh, that synchronicity or that resonance, then you know it. It's not just a mental thing, not mm. mental spirituality. You don't have any time for that. That's one of the worst things. And as I said before, don't be wasting time speaking about truth. Talking about truth is not truth. Be truth. Be true. Be true. We should not be thinking, oh, the days of Ramakrishna, oh, the days of you know Krishna and you know you know Arjun and oh those. Oh, in fact, you should be today. Today. Time doesn't know any difference. The differences are in the mind. Should you not read it like they are your words also? What gets in the way of that? That should be a good reflection. Without arrogance. Sage came just to lead and to to create followers, but to release beings from ignorance.